You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 194. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is, should I buy or lease a car? But before we get to the topic of the day, do you have kids that are nearing the age of driving? And if you do, or if you have kids that are older, do you remember or are you going through what it's like the very first few times you take your kids out on the road when they get their temps and are attempting to drive? How much stress is that? I have a 24-year-old and I took her driving every morning for months and she passed her driving test the very first time she took it. However, I don't think she really learned how to drive until well after she actually got her driver's license and got put in all of those situations. What a stressful time as a parent. So if you have little kids or kids that are getting close, brace for the stress, but don't let your kids feel that stress or it's not going to go well. But that's not what I wanted to talk about before we get to our topic. It is if you have kids that are nearing driving age or are drivers or were drivers, what did you do in order for them to get their first car? Did you pay for the car and just say, here, little Johnny, here's a brand new car or a used car, have fun? Or did you say, hey, no way, I'm not buying a car for little Johnny. Little Johnny can earn his own money and buy his own car. And you know what? For me growing up, I had three older brothers. My parents did actually buy one vehicle for us all to split. Now, by the time I turned 16, I had two brothers that went off and purchased their own vehicle. So this one car that was left was left for me and my older brother, just a year older than me, to split. So they did do that. But I'll tell you this much. My brother always claimed that car. I never got a hold of that car. Lucky for me, My dad owned a construction company, so I was allowed to drive the crappy construction truck that was used to haul junk and take it to the landfill, but at least it was a car. So when my 24-year-old was getting, you know, 12, 13, my wife and I came up with a plan and we approached my daughter and said, hey, listen, if you want a car, you best start saving. But here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to match you dollar for dollar. So if you save $2,000, and that's what she did, 
we'll match you. We'll give you $2,000 to buy your car. We felt like we wanted to help, but we wanted our kid. And we want our future drivers because we have a couple coming up. We want them to have a little skin in the game. The other thing we want is to make sure that they have some sort of an income so that they can pay for things like gas and repairs and maybe even car insurance. So what are you guys doing with your kids? Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Should I buy or lease a car? Now let's pivot away from our kids. Let's talk about us for a second. Because replacing an automobile is an inevitable and reoccurring life event. And my clients often struggle to decide whether to buy or to lease. They also struggle to fit that into their retirement plan. So we do it for them. We know that if we especially have an early retiree, at age 60, they're going to need some vehicles to get them through their 80s or even less than that. So we build reoccurring expenses inside of their plan so they can upgrade or replace their car. Now, what would Dave Ramsey say about cars and buying cars? Well, he wants cash on the barrel. He never wants you to borrow money. He doesn't want you to lease a car. He doesn't want you to have a loan on a car. He doesn't want you to buy a new car. Well, that is, except if you're in baby step seven and building wealth and you can afford to do so. At that point, he's okay with that. And for me, I love cash on the barrel. I love paying cash for a car. But I myself have been in situations before that I've been presented with 0% financing or 0.9% financing. One time I went to the dealership with cash and I was told, hey, if you take this loan, even for three months, we'll give you this much off the car and then you can go ahead and pay it off. So I understand that there's a lot of different viewpoints for the folks that are listening to this podcast, the family stewards that are listening to this podcast and some say they'll always have a car payment. Others say they will always lease. Others buy. Others cash on the barrel. Others always taking on a loan as long as the interest rate is low enough. And there are advantages to both options of buying and leasing. And the analysis is not strictly financial. The needs, the circumstances, and the preferences of each individual must be considered along with the overall cost. So keep that in mind as we talk about buying or leasing. With many, there are many, I should say, competing factors that bear different degrees of importance. It's difficult for me and for you and for my clients to prioritize our goals. And weighing our options are tough with all these different levels of information coming in from different people. So what we want to do in this podcast is identify the best course for you, not for somebody else, but for you. And to help you guide your way of whether you should lease or buy a vehicle or buy used or buy new, we at Fortress Planning Group created a flowchart. And it covers all of the key decisions that I'm going to talk about. 
And for you guys, I'm going to get this flowchart out to you that's in a PDF so that you can view it on your own after you listen to this podcast. So if you go to bestandwealth.com and find episode number 194 and check out the show notes towards the bottom of the show notes, you'll find a link to this PDF, to this flowchart, so you can help figure out what's best for you and your family. Because there's a lot of competing factors when it comes to buying or leasing or new or used. And it's cost, it's cash flow, it's mileage, it's safety and technologies, depreciation and flexibility. So what I'm going to do during the next 10 minutes or so is go through the flow chart. So if you don't go to bestandwealth.com and download the PDF, just listen to me for the next 10 minutes. That would be awesome. And here's the first question you need to ask yourself. Do you like to get a new automobile every few years? If the answer is yes, you need to ask yourself the second question. Do you drive a significant number of miles each year? And if that answer is yes, then leasing, even with a high mileage lease, may not be advisable due to mileage limits and the expensive per mile overage and the wear and tear fees. If you like new, if you drive a bunch of miles, leasing is probably not for you. However, if you like to get a new automobile every few years and you do not drive a significant number of miles. I mean, think about it. We're in like the post or in the COVID era. We're probably going to be in COVID forever, but the world has changed. There's a lot more people working from home. There's a lot less traveling that has been going on in these last couple of years, although travel is way up. So maybe you don't put the kind of miles on that you have in the past. And if that's the case, you should consider leasing your next automobile. That doesn't mean you should, because maybe we should move on. Here's an important question. Are you a business owner? If the answer is yes, and you don't drive a lot of miles, you may be able to deduct certain leasing and operation costs associated with the business use of your automobile. I'm not going to get into how you can save money in a business leasing an automobile, but there's two different ways. One is on a per mile basis, and the other way is to break out your costs. The lease that you're paying, the depreciation on the vehicle, the gas, the maintenance, the oil changes, changing the tires, etc. So what if you aren't a business owner? You should still consider that lease if you're driving a limited number of miles because leasing offers several advantages for you too, including a short-term commitment, warranty coverage, and temporary use of a depreciated or a depreciable asset. I mean, that's one of the things we cannot stand about vehicles. We want a new car. We love the new car smell, but we know the moment we drive it off the lot, depreciation sets in. So think about your driving habits and think about whether or not you like driving new cars. Because if we go back to that first question, and if you don't like a new car every few years, you need to think again about the concern level of automobile safety features and technology quickly becoming obsolete. 
Because if that's your most important factor, I mean, just look at the technology that has happened over the course of the last few years. My wife, I got for Christmas for her a brand new Subaru Outback a couple years ago. The safety features in that Outback are considerably different than my 2015 vehicle that I'm currently driving. But just so everybody knows, I did order a vehicle recently. It just might not be arriving for the next nine months or so. If safety is an issue, maybe you should think about buying new. Even if you don't care about buying a new car every few years. However, if new safety features aren't a big deal to you, if the new car smell isn't a big deal to you, you need to ask yourself the question, do you want flexibility in how long you keep the automobile and what modifications you can make? Because if you want the flexibility, consider buying your next automobile and explore financing options that work best for your budget, which include cash on the barrel, which includes financing rates sometimes at 0.9%. There's a lot of options out there to consider. I have not bought many new vehicles in my life. My first one was shortly after I graduated from college and I moved from Milwaukee to Cincinnati. I had myself a 1982. I don't even remember what the car was. I know me and my buddies called it the Red Baron. And I got the Red Baron that it appeared to have only 22,000 miles on it. And I bought that sucker in about 1994 and I bought a 1982 vehicle. It turns out there was this nice little old lady that bought this car and barely ever drove it. Grocery store and back is about as far as she went. She barely put any miles on it. And I learned that she never drove it on the highway. When did I learn this? After I started burning rubber and I had all kinds of car problems, And the car ended up blowing up on me. That's when I figured it out. And I'm in Cincinnati. I don't know what to do. So I go buy my very first new car because I finally have a J-O-B and I finally get approved. But boy, oh boy, I didn't know a whole lot. Fast forward many years and I buy my first vehicle since then and it's a minivan. Oh boy. My wife thought we needed a minivan, and you know what? We really didn't, but it was kind of nice for those first few years when my two youngest were really young. But man, you can try and act as cool as you want, (laughs) and you can jam that radio, put some nice sunglasses on. It doesn't matter what you do. You're not looking cool in that minivan. It's practical. My business partner has two of them. It's very practical. But man, it's tough to look cool in the minivan. So if cool is the factor, and let me tell you, that's not in the flow chart, don't get a minivan. But when I bought that minivan, I thought I was buying that van with cash. And you know what? It turned out that I didn't. It turned out that it was better for me financially, even though I was a big and still am a Dave Ramsey advocate. It doesn't mean We have to believe in everything that he says, but I thought I needed to do cash, but it turned out financially it worked better to get a loan and then pay it off about six months later. So explore all of those financing options if you're going to go buy new and stick with your budget. Do not go over your budget. That I am not in favor of. 
Now, maybe you want new, maybe you don't. If you do or aren't sure, ask yourself this question. Do you want to minimize the immediate costs of depreciation and minimize your purchase price? And if the answer is yes, buy used. Take advantage of the depreciation that has already occurred. If it kills you to drive off the lot with a new car because that $40,000 car is lost the moment you drive it off the lot, seven, eight, whatever thousand, and you can't stomach that. You want the new car smell, but you can't stomach the depreciation that has already occurred. You need to buy used because there's plenty of vehicles you can buy that are almost new, that are one year, two years old. The vehicle I'm driving right now, I bought in 2015. It was brand new in 2014. It really felt new to me. Now, did I have all that new car smell? No. Did I know that some other person was driving around in my car for a year? Yes. But boy, did I save a whole heck of a lot of money buying use. And it was in a point in my life when my company, Fortress Planning Group, was still getting off the ground. So I was not even in a position to buy a new car. And that's the big thing. Are you in the position to buy a new car to begin with? If you have other debt, what are you doing? You don't need to be buying a new car. If you want to retire in five years, but you got a lot of catching up to do, don't buy that car, that new car that is. If you're just starting off in the workforce, yet you can get approved for the new car, don't be dumb like me and buy the new car when instead you could buy another used car, which was perfectly fine, and start investing in your Roth IRA. But if you've reached baby step seven, which is building wealth, you've already have an emergency fund. You're already contributing at least 15% into your retirement. You already are debt-free. You have a plan to pay off the house. You're paying extra on the house. The house is paid off. The kids' college funds are funded. And you're in stealth wealth-building mode and you can afford to buy new and you love the new car smell. Well, and you can withstand the hurt of the depreciation of the car driving off the lot, well then consider buying new. When you're buying new and not leasing, buying offers several advantages too, including control over the duration of the ownership, discretion to use and customize, and the potential to protect the value of the asset in the ultimate buy or should I say sell or trade value. But when you buy versus lease, be mindful of the disadvantages of buying, which include the sunk cost, that depreciation, the responsibility for repairs potentially beyond warranty, and the hassle of trading in or selling your vehicle. On the flip side, leasing offers several advantages including your short-term commitment, warranty coverage, and the temporary use of an asset that is depreciating. And that all sounds great, but be mindful of the disadvantages of leasing and recognize that the total costs over time may be higher 
than with ownership, particularly if you buy out your lease at the end of the term. All right, so at the end of the day, what if I go through this flow chart and I still am not sure? Well, first of all, you need to make a pros and cons list. Look at the pros and cons list. What is the most important thing for you, the family steward? Is it safety? If it's safety, I know for my wife, it's safety of the vehicle. She wants to know that we have a vehicle that is up to date in all of the new innovations with safety, the automatic braking and everything else that's included in safety packages that are available right now. Her new car, wow, it's so great when I'm looking to turn lanes, I can, I got a little light in my mirror that tells me if there's a car in my blind spot. I don't have that in my old truck. It ain't happening. Maybe safety is most important. Maybe warranty is most important. If that is most important, maybe you should consider leasing as well. You'll always have something that you can rely on. But if you're putting a bunch of miles on the car, throw that out the window. Either buy new or buy used. And at the end of the day, what's your very best thing? Do a break-even analysis. It is possible to do a break-even analysis on a buy or a lease. And if you don't know how to do that yourself, ask somebody. Ask your financial advisor. Ask somebody in your life to help you with a break-even analysis because it is possible. And all of these decisions you make as a family steward affect your family, right? That's the responsibility that we have, being the financial or being the family steward and being in charge of the finances. That's why you're listening to me talk in this podcast to begin with, because you're looking for any bit of an edge so that you can continue to make the best decisions for your family. And one of those is, should I buy new, should I buy used, or should I lease? This is all the time I have. It's been great spending time with you today. I hope everybody has an awesome weekend, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.